Chapter 1. Should I Retire? Glenn, my co-worker, was a big guy, strong as a bull and built like a brick wall. He came home late for supper one night. Work was seven miles straight down a mountain from his house. It was winter and cold. This was in Alaska. His wife asked him, Glenn, where's your truck? He shook his head and said that he didn't know. He'd walked home. He had left his truck in the parking lot at work. Walked home on ice and snow, in the dark, straight up the mountain. Stocking cap pulled low, collar up. It's a long walk. Three months later, he was dead. He was 39 years old. This is Retirement Talk. I'm Dal Lowry. Glenn taught physical education and was a living example to his students of living a healthy, strong life. And yet without warning, no prevention, no rhyme or reason. Brain tumor. Glenn never got a chance to retire. Of course, things like this happen all the time. Lots of people put off retirement. Lots of people put off retirement until it's too late. Death can come unannounced. There's no question it will come. Glenn is not the only example I could give that illustrates the unpredictable nature of life and death. Most of you could probably share a similar story. It's not that unusual. Many of us live as if we don't know we're going to die. We get a job, go to work, and work until we drop in the traces. We work like we don't really believe we're going to die. We work like we think we're going to live forever. This can be a tragic mistake. Work is the means by which we provide food, clothing, and shelter to us and our families. We have to work, but, and this is a big but, but sometimes we work for other reasons. Sometimes we work to express ourselves or give meaning to our life. Sometimes we work for altruistic reasons. We just want to help people. And sometimes we work because we are used to it. That is what we do. We've never given serious thought to just exactly what we are doing with our life. Years ago, I taught philosophy. I found then, and I find now, that I'm always asking myself the same questions. What am I doing with my life? What could I do with my life? I like to think most people are this way. However, sometimes I wonder. Retirement thoughts bring sharp focus to these questions. The unexamined life is not worth living is a quote attributed to Socrates. Some consider this the beginning of Western philosophical inquiry. This statement is always discussed in the opening sessions of introductory philosophy classes. When it comes to work and retirement and death, I sometimes wonder just how closely people are examining their lives. Years ago, my employer, the state of Alaska, offered me an early retirement option. This was in the mid-80s, and the oil boom was over. People were leaving the state of Alaska. They needed to cut back on staff. At the ripe old age of 44, I was one of the 
older teachers, and they wanted to get rid of people like me and my wife, who was 41. I was one of those people who claimed to have loved their job. I really did love it, or so I thought. During my early years of teaching, I just hated it when the school term ended. The kids would leave, and I would be left standing in an empty hallway, wishing I could just teach continuously. But by the time I turned 44, Glenn had died. I knew of others that had met similar ends. Teaching philosophy had made me very aware of examining one's life. I knew that my days were numbered, and I knew there was another big world out there of which I knew very little. Up to this point in life, my experience had probably been very similar to many of you. I played under parental supervision, attended school, and worked under the direction of one boss or another. I had never been free to direct and supervise my daily life as I saw fit. At the ripe old age of 44, I found myself with the option of escaping all of the supervision and direction. I had a chance to experience retirement, or as I looked at it, freedom. How did we decide the time was right? What did we do with our freedom? What have others done with theirs? What can you do with yours? Our first step into retirement was to sit down with pencil and paper and make a list. We ask ourselves, what more material wealth do we need or want? The more thought we gave to the question, the shorter the list became. We kept crossing things off the list. A new house, a new car, a boat, an RV, a trip around the world, etc. After careful thought, they were all crossed off. Then we drew a bottom line. We then made a list of what we really did want in life. On that list came things like time to play music, time to paint, time to become more involved in the community, time to enjoy the four seasons, time to travel, and time to live each day as we choose. Knowing our time in life is limited, we saw the value in retiring sooner rather than later. You might want to try this exercise. Examine your own life and ask yourself if work is still for you or if retirement is possible. Perhaps, just perhaps, now is the perfect time. Do I have enough money to retire? Is always the first question people ask. Of course, we must somehow continue to be able to provide the basic necessities in life to ourselves and our spouse, partner, or children. Financial matters are of great importance. There are a host of sources that discuss money and retirement. I don't claim to be a financial expert. But our situation, estimation, and plan seems to have worked out very well over the 20-some years we have been retired. Financial concerns and retirement are covered in many readily available sources. Our personal method is just touched on here and will be discussed in more detail later. Quitting work 
or retiring usually means losing income. That's scary. How can we live on less? For us, the financial fears were conquered when we rearranged our thinking about what was important in life. It wasn't a matter of getting more continuing income. It was a matter of truly considering how much money we needed or wanted. We had rid our mind of how much money our income would be decreased if we retired. Rather than looking at the reduction, we had to start at the other end. We had to look at how much money we really needed. We had to consider how much money we really needed in which to live in a style that we would accept. Then we had to compare that figure to the amount we would actually have in retirement. Was there going to be enough cash at the beginning of each month? Our income would be fixed by the state of Alaska through a retirement package with a built-in cost of living adjustment. It included a great health care plan that relieved us of having to deal with that. We could arrive at a fairly accurate estimate of yearly income. We made a list. We estimated just exactly how much money we would need for food, clothing, shelter, and health care. Necessities. After that, we could affix an amount for other things. Car or cars. New or used. Clothing. Travel. Taxes. Upkeep on our house. Etc. We needed to anticipate inflation so we were generous in our estimates of money needed. You can make your own list. We were surprised at how short ours was. We are always being told we need more stuff. But of course, we don't. Not really. Which is most important? A new car? A new television? A boat? Or a time to do what you want with your life? It was crystal clear after our honest appraisal that if we continued to work, it would be because of some reason other than financial. The world is big. Our material desires were limited, and life is short. We bailed, walked away. We were free. What an amazing feeling. We were retired, and we were not looking for another job. Finances are important, but they are not the only important factor in retirement or in life. There are other things. It is to those other things that we now turn our attention. This is Retirement Talk. This is the first part of Chapter 1 in a book I am writing that draws on podcasts number 1 to number 263. It will be published in serial form on this website.